This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the W12 podcast. Um, thanks for tuning in. We're on episode season three, episode 17. Um, we have a lot to go through, as ever, in the world of QPR. Um, just introducing who's on the podcast today. So we've got Harry Edwards. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? Very well, thank you, mate. Very well. We've got the returning up the R's, Ollie. Welcome back, mate. Good to be here, mate. Good to be here. Are you sure? You happy? Yeah, buzzing, <laughs> mate. <laughs> and we've also got Duncan, aka Barbe McCready. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Can't complain. It's been an interesting week. Any more posts? Any more um, um, postal strikes? Uh, well, no. Our CEO has been in Parliament today, so I'm waiting to find out tomorrow what the outcome of all that is. So, okay. Strikes, okay. strikes aren't looking like you though, so don't worry, you'll all get your post. Protest, <laughs> talking of protests, it was on my list of stuff that was going on in the last couple of weeks. I mean, there's so much, so we've, since the last time we did a pod, we've lost two games, badly, we've we've lost the manager, Neil Critchley, <laughs> we've also brought in Gareth Ainsworth, there's a planned protest um, that was going on on Saturday, I don't know if that's still happening. Um, and the board, who were getting uh, so much abuse on social media, not really seen much in the last couple of days. So I don't know if they've played a blinder or in, in, in the appointment of Gareth Ainsworth. But lads, what's your initial thoughts on Gareth Ainsworth? Anyone want to kick off? <laughs> yeah, I was happy. When I first heard of the rumours... I wasn't too impressed. I think it was a bit of a of a lacklustre, unencouraging appointment. And then the more I kind of looked at it, the more I was like, actually, this kind of is exactly what we need. Um, I think you just need to look at the last few games to see that the players lack any sort of real passion and, 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 and character on the pitch. And I think having someone like Ainsworth coming could do a job. You know, we've you know when you think into it, the players that he's 
he's done well with. For example, Eze, you know, if, if it weren't for him, he probably wouldn't have even got that £20 million move. So I think it's exciting. Obviously, someone has said that he went around and spoke to the young players for like 10 minutes each the other day, which is great. And hopefully, you know, he brings a bit of uh, excitement and, and buzz back into the ground because it's completely needed. <clears throat> yeah. He, um, he, he, the thing with Gareth Ainsworth is, is that there was always a time and a place for him at the club, wasn't there? Like he's been linked, but it's never been quite right. But I feel like when you look at what was out there, I mean, there may have been a couple of better people possibly, but there were certainly a lot more worse people that we could have brought in. Um, and I think you're right, Ollie. With the, we need someone who's just gonna, just gonna get these players going, bit of scruff of the neck, get them playing because, and and make no bones about it, he's picked up a, it, it's going to be challenging, isn't it? He's picked up a team that, have won one in fifteen. We've got half a squad injured. We've got the other half out of form. So it's going to take something special from him over the next sort of few weeks to try and get us because. We, uh, relegation is it's a possibility certainly but a couple of wins and we'll, I think we'll be alright you know we get those wins on the board early um, but the more it, the more I see of him and the more I hear of him and the more time that goes by the more I'm brought into him <laughs> I don't know if that's anyone else is feeling the same when you see sort of the social media and see us I, I really enjoyed his interview yesterday as well it was completely different night and day to Neil Critchley right yeah no, I'd echo all of it and I'm actually quite buzzing now and I'm telling myself that's because like what I've seen, he's going to be the right man for the job. But then there's a part of me that's thinking, have I just been completely sucked in by what everyone was saying was just going to be an appeasement appointment? And like, I'm really hoping that it's more than that, but it certainly works. Like I'm thinking, even thinking back to I was I was young, but he was in the first team that I watched, um, and I, I hope I hope it's not just nostalgia, but um, yeah, I think I do think he he will get more out of this team, and that's that is what we need right now because we've massively been underperforming, and just anyone who can get more out of the team will go down a treat with the fans. Don't question well, you, mate. Oh, considering everything that was planned for the weekend and everything that's been going on, I think the board have played an absolute blinder here by doing everything they can to take the like fire off them. I feel like it, I, I don't know, like club legends. I will back him, but I do feel like it's a decision made more to calm down the fan base rather than actually like a managerial like decision. It's my personal opinion. I, I think he'll bring a lot of pride, like passion, fight to the team, which we need. But at the same time, if this was like August and we were still in the championship, there wasn't like a issue. Would he have been first choice at the start of the season rather than coming in now to kind of firefight it? Well, this question is my only is is my only kind of opinion on it. There is, I do agree with the, the the questioning around. He wasn't good enough two months, three months ago. He wasn't good enough in the summer, but all of a sudden he's now fully equipped to take on the role. And I don't know if that's, like I said, a, cha- a change in situation and we are where we are. And, you know, I don't know. Worst case, we do go down. I guess he's still he, he's going to be a good man to bring us back up, right? I don't know. It's, it's a bit odd like that, but, but go on. 
was going to say, is that really negative that you're already thinking, is he being brought in in case we go down? Because he I, knows I don't one. think he is. <laughs> I it's just a contingency, I guess, isn't it? Just in case. But touching on the board, lads, do, I mean, it has masked what, what was, you know, when I was going on social media last week, all I saw was the, the, you know, the banners and the, and the comments on the board. And I haven't really seen that at the moment. Do we think that that will return if we go keep not winning? I, yeah. No, I, uh, I mean, I think, I don't think the protest will go on on Saturday because I think, you know, as, as much as people are saying you can't just, you know, fall for the PR stunt and, and, and not give in. Um, and I, I think if you we were to go and protest at the weekend, I think it'd be disrespectful to us, to Gareth. Um, yeah. And I think we might leave it. But I, I think the message is still there. I think the the want to get the board out is still there. I just think this particular protest is probably not the right time to do it because, you know, you want to get behind, you know, a club legend. You don't want to be protesting on the day where he has his first game in charge. So the message is still there. And I think the want for him, them to leave is, is there. But I don't think this weekend is, is a great time to do that. With the whole board thing... I, I, in general, I would just be interested to hear why everyone's so so keen to get them gone now after after a terrible run. But there wasn't any speak of it for the last eighteen months of Warburton and the first six months of Beal. I just think surely it's more to do with at at the highest level, Les, and then the playing and coaching staff. Like that would be my point of view. It's reactionary, isn't it? It's just reactionary. I think the problem is when if it was going rosy with Beal, it was covering up some of the cracks that have been there for a long time. Like the whole model of get by buying these youngsters from academies to then sell them for profit. Like, how many can you name that've actually worked that we've done? Yeah, with? no, it's true. Like, I think certain fans, I think like a section of the fan base is getting fed up of being spun like the same kind of nonsense from like people like Les where they come on and say, oh yeah, we're, we're investing in the youth team because we're going, that's going to be what's keep the club afloat. Like it's not working though. And we're not reinvesting any money realistically into the team. I think that's partly where the like, fan frustration comes from with regards to like Les and the board. Yeah. and Yeah. I mean, I, I completely understand the frustration to the board because at some point there's got to come a, a point when, you look at the remit of what you want from the club and there's got we the fans we've got to we can't just keep doing this there's something fundamentally wrong within the club from what i can see anyway um you know there's too many decisions that we get wrong and it and, and who's actually running the club is it is it les does he actually run the club or, or is it i'd love to know a bit more about who actually has the biggest say i know like obviously they'll all have their own say but someone is making these decisions and is, do you know what I mean? Who rubber stamps it all? Is it is it Abbott? I, th I think from from my understanding, everything to do with the football is Les. I think he's the top of that. And then I think um, everything non match day or revenue based, anything super money. I think it's I think it's Lee Lee Hughes. I think they're the two that have control on ones on the commercial side, ones on the performance side. But I I, I don't know that for a hundred percent fact, but. But, if it, but some, some of the decisions that, that we've decided to do or not do over the last sort of couple of years has not been great, has it? I mean, you know, who gave Hamalina a four or five year contract? Mm. To, you know, who, 
who gave Critchley a free? I mean, it's happened to Ainsworth. He's got a three and a half year contract. Is it me or do these just seem like stupidly long contracts? I don't know if yeah, that's it's a our third three year yeah. deal in, in a season that we've given to a manager. That's crazy. We've, you know, we've lost the Bill conversation money already. Um, pretty much on, I'd imagine on, 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 cause we, um, we paid Wickham for, I don't know how much we paid him, but he wouldn't have come for, you know, there would have been some sort of conversation in that. We would be paying Critchley every week is his wage. And I imagine to leave finds a new job. Um, so Do you think I'm that, sure there's lo- that just about why Ainsworth wasn't right when Critchley came in. Do you not think that the comp- compensation could have had a part to do with that? Like, was it the cheaper option to go for um, Ainsworth, uh, Critchley over Ainsworth then? Possibly, mate. But we had the compensation there, didn't we? And if we really wanted him, we could have got him. I don't think the compensation... I don't know, but I can't yeah. imagine yeah, it no, I agree. massive amounts. Um, and in the summer, Bill was, would have been more expensive to get to get him. You know, we paid quite a bit to get him up, didn't we? The, the, when we spoke to Les earlier on in the season. So, um, so just quickly then, with... with Critchley, what Dunk, what went what went so wrong with him? Um it's hard to really put your finger on it, but I feel like he came into a club where the players have just dropped like down tools. Like I feel like the whole Beal situation, we all said like was it the Cardiff game, wasn't it, when we were at home? Beal, we all thought Beal was leaving, came out, did got a 3 0 win, and we were like, that's all right. Like, players seem to know what's going on. And then he kind of was like, I'm staying. That then didn't. Do you think the players have kind of gone, right, what's going on here? We're told all in. He's not all in. We've now got a new gaffer. Like, what's going on with this? Like, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't feel like as much as it's Critchie's fault. I do feel obviously he's a manager. He's got to take the blunt, like the brunt of it. But I do feel the players and the squad have let all the managers, like have let obviously Bill down a little bit, but like more so Critchley down. It is them. Because I feel like they've down tools this season. You look at the last few games, especially like the Sunderland game, the last like 10 minutes of the Sunderland game was just embarrassing how many players were just not running, not doing anything, deliberately trying like throw into tackles and just getting booked for what purpose? Like it, like that last 10 minutes was embarrassing as a fan. We were still very much in the game as well. I know we missed the penalty, but we were already 1-0 down. And, and, and as soon as the penalty missed, you could see everybody just deflate, didn't they? Um, Ollie, what are your views on Critchley, mate? I mean, from my <coughs> perspective, he got dealt a real difficult hand um, yeah. when he inherited this squad of not his players, very much Bill. Bill sold the dream, didn't he? Which they all brought into. That dream's gone. Um, we were already on a little bit of a slump. Uh, and he's just not been able to turn it around, has he? I, I'm, I don't know what he was like in the dressing room, but I can't imagine him just being like really inspiring. I know that that that's I don't know, where it went should wrong. that matter? But no, it, yeah. no, it does. It does. I think that's where we went wrong. We hired. I think we needed the man manager, and we hired a coach. And I think that was the biggest mistake of it all. You know, we need someone that's going to come in and get lads, you know, really riled up. And I think we brought in a coach, and you know, as much as he done well at Blackpool, <clears throat> I think. You know, Black, you know, when you've had the team come up from League One, they've got that hunger in them already. Um, you know, we bottled getting near the playoffs last season, so we needed that boost. Bill gave it. You know, Bill's gone, and we needed someone in that's going to, you know, get him back in belief, and I don't think that was Critchie. I think Critchie's a coach. I think his football's probably quite good. 
But I think now was the wrong time to hire him. Had we hired him in the summer, I think he probably could be in quite a good position if it was if it was instead of Bill, because I think he's a good, I think he's a good coach. Um, and yeah, I think he had to go. I think you could see just in his interviews that he was he had lost the hunger that he had as well. Um, I don't think you could blame. I don't think I, I won't use the excuse the players unsettled because of Bill. They're not kids, you know that. You know they're unsettled. You can't be unsettled really when you're a professional footballer, as as much as people say they will. Um, it it was the right decision. It, he was. He. I think it's just a matter of him. He's the right coach at the wrong time. I think that genuinely, I just think it's the wrong time for him. I think as well like your key point there about the man management. I think that's exactly why Ainsworth's been brought in. I yeah. think he's the kind of coach who's going to come in and he's going to try and gel that dressing room as quickly as he can. He might not be as good a coach as Critchley on the like training field, but I think in the dressing room, he's going to motivate. And I think that's why he's come in. Mm. Yeah, I think that's it. I think Bill, Bill was good. He had that, you know, I, I could imagine him being inspiring. And these, these players, it's a group of young, fragile players. And they've shown, they've shown that like when, when the chips are down, they can sometimes go, go missing and I think that's what we need and I think what highlights best how poor of a man manager Critchley must have been was he won his first game so we, we spoke about that rut we were in before how can you go and win your first game and not use that to galvanise the squad but surely surely you've got to be using that to get them going it's almost like he didn't on a Monday when he's gone into training he's just reminded them of the crap five games they had before the um, before he came in, like it was, it was puzzling that his best performances came early on. Which I, then it makes makes me feel watching it that the players less so were like unsettled by the bill thing, but almost like didn't believe in what they were being told by him. Now that's yeah. that's how I saw it uh, towards the end, at least, and he, that's why I think he had to go. I think it's what like Beal had the luxury of having Chair and Willock on fire at the start of the season, mm -hmm. and they've need, not of them, neither of them been the players that, like since Critchley came in. Yeah, I think yeah, that, that that doesn't help as well, does it? Having so many players out of form. Yeah, but you're as a manager, you're responsible for that as much as anybody. Like if you you, you know you that's what you, that's where your man management comes in. You you know, and and, and the thing with Critchley, yeah, it's it. He was, I thought he was slightly unlucky on, like, you know, the, the Sheffield United game, the, you know, where yeah. I feel like sometimes there was a couple of games that went other way. We, he would still be in the job now, wouldn't he? Because we would have got an extra six, four, six points and the table would look a little bit different and maybe there wouldn't be so much uproar and, and, and stuff. So I think maybe he got a bit unlucky, but I just had no confidence in the last few weeks that he was going to turn it around. I really did in his interviews. We just he, they just deflated more and more and more week on week, didn't they? Like he was just, he, I don't even think he believed that he could turn it around. But he's on a three and a half year contract, so he wasn't he wasn't going to go anywhere, was he? He was just going to carry on doing. The thing with Critchley, actually, the one thing that I really did that really annoyed me was everything was always the same. Do you know what I mean? Nothing ever changed. Nothing. There was no, like it's not like we we looked at a team sheet and gone, oh, he's done something different here. Like changed it up. It was always the same. And it was very beely. It was always, do you know what I mean? Like the way, like it was just in the transition of players and the way it just felt the same, didn't it? There was no like, mm -hmm. it didn't, 
Or if he did something different, it would be chucking a doma in, which like yeah, isn't 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 exactly like an exciting change to the team sheet, is it? Yeah, I think when you say about he looked, you know, he looked miserable. I think that it is, you know, we have to forget that, you know, we have to remember rather that, you know, a footballer is still, he's an employee of the club. You know, that manager is their manager. If you're working in, I don't know, Tesco's and your manager's miserable and he's like, oh yeah, well, the last five weeks we've been down, you've not done the jobs properly and he's miserable, he's not going to make you want to do any better, is he? I think that's, that, that is completely for me the issue. He came in, got a win and didn't big him up and be like, oh, you boys can do this. Like, you've got potential this season. Done the, in my opinion, the opposite. It was just completely miserable. That's where it went wrong for me. Yeah. And he threw him under the bus like a, mul- a multitude of times early on. <laughs> I know that Fleetwood game was horrendous, but that interview, I've, I don't know if I've seen a QPR manager slate the players as heavily. And I don't know, like maybe this group just don't respond well to that. And... It's, that's not necessarily his fault, but it's his fault for not knowing how they're going to respond to these sorts of things. You but live again, and die that's by the sword like when you do that. Secondary. Thing, don't you? you live and die. If, you, if you're going to build in it, I, don't, I do remember right at the start, we had a really, I can't remember who it was now, but he did a, and he was, he went in on a couple of the players. It was Johansson, do you remember? Yeah. Um, it, and, and it worked, right? It worked because I remember when we did that, Johansson went on an amazing run, didn't he? Do you remember he was quality yeah. for about. So if you're gonna do it, it's fine to like. I don't not. I don't agree that you should or shouldn't do it. But you need to get the right response. And if you don't, then you know. I think the like the fact that you've just said the player it worked on was Steph, and obviously Harry's already like, like admitted like the, the team is quite young. I think that's the problem. You can't throw young players under the bus. Yeah. I think I, I feel like footballers are becoming more and more kind of like protected and like they don't like getting a bollock in anymore like the old hairdryer treatment just don't see managers doing it very often anymore unless it's the senior pros and the senior pros have been there and experienced it already and I felt that's part of the problem with the modern game to a little bit is old school managers will struggle because they can't bollock players because they're so sensitive like they don't they're not they're not used they're not used to getting a grilling and being told how awful they've been they're kind of used to having the arm around the shoulder. Come on, lads, we, like, we'll do better next week. And I feel like if you attack the right player with it, like I'm a bit older than obviously some of the other lads. And when I was playing football, if my manager gave me a grilling, I'd be like, I'm going to show you, actually, you're wrong. Whereas I think nowadays, I don't necessarily think kids react the same way. So that could be a part of the problem as well. To be fair, that, I was listening to an interview with um, Niall Ranger the other day, and he was saying, because we know how much trouble he was when he was a kid. You know, he was saying that he was happy being mediocre and, and, and in his wage. And Dennis Weiss gave him an absolute bollocking and it completely changed his game. He's playing Premier League football after that. I think nowadays, maybe football, as, as much as it's a bit cliche, I think has gone a bit soft. I think <laughs> I, I genuinely yeah, think it has. But yeah, you know, it's how it goes. With, Interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't oh, yeah. imagine somebody like Tim Irabunum like coping well with getting a bollock in. Nah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like just from that kind of player, of how young he is, I just don't think he'd be used to it. Whereas someone like Steph, you know he's had it before, so he yeah. knows how to handle it. I mean, we re- when we reflect on Critchley, he'll be what known 
as probably the worst manager appointment that we've made <laughs> in recent history, if not ever. Uh, yeah. I mean, and that's slightly unfair, but probably the truth. 8% win rate is ridiculous, right? Yeah. Throw in a, t- a loss to Fleetwood as well in there in the cup, which is nothing new to any QPR manager, but you just sort of add it, add it in there. And our only win was a fluky Jimmy Dunn goal that hit him and went in. Like, and Preston were terrible on the day, weren't they? It wasn't like we completely outplayed them. Um, we've got a bit... We're going to move on to a bit of Ainsworth. We've got um, the Wickham Way have given us another podcast. They, they've given us a bit of a Q&A for a few minutes. So have a little listen to this on what we can expect from Gareth Ainsworth. How good a, do- how good a job did uh, Gareth Ainsworth do at Wickham? Uh, to be honest, I feel like a, a broken record answering this question. Uh, one of those questions you get asked on every podcast or every interview. And I say the same thing. Um at the end of the 2012-13 season, we were one game away from relegation to non-league football. Uh, if we'd have gone down that season, that'd have been it for us as a, as a club. Really, uh, you know, we were really in dire straits. That would uh, would have been a lot of trouble. He kept us up that year. Uh, two years later, we were at Wembley in the League Two playoff final. Uh, I think four, four years later, we're promoted to to League One. Uh, and then obviously the, the championship season came a couple of years after that, uh, all on a shoestring budget. He didn't spend any money uh, and, until the championship t- uh, season. You know, he built teams uh, confident. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Winning. Uh, you built uh, a culture at Wickham Wanderers that you, you won't get anywhere else uh, in world football. Uh, and I'm sure will do the same for you guys. Um, you know, to put it bluntly, uh, the job he did with us, I don't think any manager, um, especially, you know, sort of League One, League Two level, uh, wouldn't have been able to, to replicate that or even give it a go. You know, you you see all these sort of stories of uh, your Scunthorpes and your Oldhams. You know, we were in in their sort of position financially and it was thanks to the, the teams that Gareth Ainsworth built um, that we were able to, to get out of a similar mess. Uh, and so to answer the question, uh, the job he did at Wickham, unbelievable. Um, you know, we, we can't thank him enough. And, and we are where we are, really, because of him. Uh, what can we expect from an Ainsworth team? Uh, if you had asked me that question uh, before our championship promotion, or, you know, even the first half of that championship uh, ship season, I'd have said it's sort of very direct. Um, with little to to no quality, um, in that midfield area when you're sort of in transition, um, but that has it's it had to change in the championship, um, and I'm glad that we we sort of stuck with that, the last two seasons in League One, you know there's a lot more emphasis on, uh, perhaps not 
you know, wasting your time passing it around the back. But there's a lot more quality when you're getting that ball forward. You know, we've sort of brought in defenders who can play on the floor that we didn't perhaps have before. Um, and then the transition period, uh, you know, into midfield, then up front uh, with two ball-playing midfielders and Josh Scoville and Lewis Wing uh, has made it much more pleasing on the eye. You know, I think um, there's obviously more quality in a, in the QPR squad and um, he'll be able to utilise that. You know, he's always been restricted to what he's had at Wickham, really, which means when we were signing players for free, um, you know, back in the day, there was, you know, he had to he had to play with what he had, you know, for a lot of years. Um, we played back in Fenwa as a sole striker, uh, and you know what you're going to get when he's up front. You're going to get long balls up to his chest, and he's going to bring players around him. You know, it wasn't pretty to watch, but it, it worked. You know, we got results from it. Um, but you know, I'm I'm very glad that his style of football has evolved, um, because it it needed to really. Uh, you know, we were. Even even now, you know, we go into games and the interviews are, you know, what you're going to get from a Wickham team. But I don't think that's, I think it's quite a lazy stereotype. I think we've surprised a lot of teams this season. You know, we've won five in a row. We're, we're, we're bang up there again. Um, and even with Ainsworth's departure, he has built a team uh, who can play good football. And hopefully we'll be all right for the end of the season. Um, I expect him to, to take Elias' chair under his wing. Um, you know he's probably glad that he's got Chris Martin and uh, and Lyndon Dykes when he's um back fit at his disposal because he will use them and he, and he will get the best out of them. Um, but I think you can you can expect uh you know direct football, uh, which is what he likes to play, but a lot of quality in there. It's not a a big hoof, a big lump up top as it was sort of three or four years ago. It's much more. It's much more um, calculated. A lot of quality, and you know, it's effective football, um, and it it can be pleasing to the eye. Not every week, um, you know, there'll be some games where you are frustrated, depending on how he sets up. But but on the whole, it, it's good to watch, and it gets results. Strength and weaknesses. Uh, a bit a big strength of Gareth Ainsworth, as I mentioned before, is the is the culture. Uh, that he can build at a football club, you know he really instills that winning mentality, um, and he's sort of uh, a big sort of uh, he really ups the motto. There's no I in team, you know he hates individuals, you know you're either part of his team, and you buy into what he's about, or you're straight out of the door, you know we've had individuals at Wickham in the past who sort of who didn't fit that culture, uh, and at the first opportunity. Uh, he's got rid of them, and you know it's a it's a big it's a big call to make sometimes. You know, some really talented individuals, but because they don't fit into the the culture of the dressing room, he doesn't want them there. Uh, so I think that's a, a strength of his. You know, to, away from the away from the football on the pitch, I think he's he's built winning mentality teams at Wickham for years now. He's built a culture around the ground that will stay there for years to come under Matt Bloomfield now. Um, but you know, it's, it's the strength of his management on the pitch. Um, you know, it is it is a direct winning style of football. You know, it will get results that you haven't had in the last few months um, under Neil Critchley. Uh, and by all accounts, it's a a much different style of football. Um, but it will work. You know, you've got the players there that will fit a Nazareth team to a T. Um, but what I would say in terms of weaknesses is sometimes he can be a little bit slow to change things. 
um, in game if they're not working. You know, some of his subs are late and questionable. Although I think a lot of our fans would agree that this season that has improved. You know, he's really um, he's really taken on board some of the the criticism from fans and especially the owners. You know, they've sort of said uh, the results aren't good enough. Uh, they need to be changed. And I think his his in game management has uh, has improved because of that. You know, he's he's no longer scared to to make an early sub. But I would say that was a weakness. Um, even a couple of months ago, really. Um, but apart from that, there's not there's not much else I could really criticise him of. You know, a fantastic man, a fantastic manager, um, and that's the thing. You've not just got yourself a good manager, you've got your, you've got yourself a great person there as well. You know, he really he'll make the fans feel important. You know, he'll, he'll big them up every single game. Every single person at that football club will feel like they've got a role to play in how that team performs on the pitch, and that's so so important. You know, I don't think even even at Wickham we've we've had our bad spells under him. We've always felt like we were gonna get out of it. You know, you always feel like you're in a good place under him. I remember our first season in League One. You know, we were we were right in the thick of it at the bottom. Uh, I think we don't think we won in fifteen games or something. But we you know the 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 owners and the 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 club they stuck by it uh, stuck by him. And um, you know, and all through that time, the fans especially. Uh, we thought we were going to get out of it, and we, and we did, you know, uh, thanks to thanks to him and what he did. Um, so yeah, I mean, all the all the very best to 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 Wainsworth and to obviously QPR. I've got no doubt that you're gonna stay up this season. If I'm honest, I'm not sure <laughs> where the worries are. Um, and yeah, you you're gonna go from strength to strength under him. Just give him the time, you know, give him the the love and appreciation from the stands. Um, and he'll do wonderful things for you. Cheers, guys. All the very best. That's Gareth Ainsworth. Then <laughs> we've just we've just heard there from from the Wickham fans themselves. What are we? Are we looking forward to this Dobson as well? He's he's come with real real high reputation. Um, he's I don't know if he's still a QPR fan now, but he's season ticket holder earlier on in his life. He, he I I was reading that. On the Wickham forums, that he, he was offered the job at Wickham, and um, and but Ainsworth wouldn't leave without him, so that kind of tells you how important he is. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw a few Wickham fans say without him, Ainsworth isn't Ainsworth, so I yeah. feel that might be a quite a good coup. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited, I don't know a huge amount about, about him, but. I'm excited to see what he can do. It's not the first time we've been told how good an assistant manager is, so hopefully yeah. this time live up to it. Well, again, I think it goes back to the... I think Ainsworth's going to be the motivator, the man-manager, and Dobson's obviously yeah. the guy on the training pitch. He's the coach. He's the guy who's going to get them doing whatever they need to be doing on that side of the game. So he was the only they, coach seem, they seem to work well, don't they? They seem to... Like Wickham, as much as like some people like don't like the style of play, they they do all right. They punch above their weight in terms of like their budget and stuff. So I feel like Ainsworth, we've got to give him a chance. That we we've got to hope that it works out well. Yeah, yeah. On Dobson, I I've read so he's he spends a lot of the time um, sort of almost like sussing out the team's weaknesses. I don't know if you've seen, but Wickham don't tend to well they haven't tended to set up in the same way each week. Like they're adaptable, but it's it tends to be him, the one that's spotting those weaknesses. So it should be a decent coach. But then uh, the other thing that I saw 
And he sort of comes back to the young, fragile squad, which is why I'm quite excited about him, is when he was uh, with the youth setup, he was like head of youth at Wickham before he was an assistant manager. Uh, he had a massive psychological focus. And like the head of FA said it was the biggest one in Europe at the time. It was only Sevilla doing something similar. Um, and because he said like young players need to be given this sort of guidance on how to make that step up to men's football, because we all know how big of a step it is. And then under him, they had some big names come through, like Jordan Ibe came through there and went for decent, like I think Wickham were in like League Two at that point, like big money for Wickham. I think it was close to a million to Liverpool. Um, they had Matt Phillips come through. Yeah, and they had Courtney Hawes. Was it Scoid? Was it Scoid yeah, as, as well? Courtney yeah. Hawes. And I just think for us, if he can help these fragile players, and like even if it's not him doing it, but if he can get people in to help psychologically and get them out of this rut, that could be huge for us. That could be worth its weight in gold if he can get them back on it. Yeah, agree, mate. I mean, one of the biggest issues with this this team is in, well, the biggest issue is that that we get an injury every every week, right? I mean, that's not sustainable, right? We can't have an injury every week. But I don't know whether that's actual. In, I mean, obviously they are injured, maybe, but maybe half of that is also a bit of psychological. Yeah, you, know, a bit, you look a bit, at Willock when he played. He, he looks like he doesn't trust himself. That's all psychological. He he he's, he mustn't be fit. He mustn't have been fit enough. Like I know he fit maybe. He was he was fit, but not match fit. Not like because he didn't look like he was trusting his body at all. Like he knew something was, wasn't right when he was running. He, you could tell because he just wasn't making the extra strides. He wasn't even trying to take anyone on half the time, was he? You know, like the, the Willock we knew before was just getting bouncing off players, getting people left, right, and centre. I, I, we barely saw that in the last two months, have we? No. So I don't know if he's had that in the back of his mind. He knows something isn't right, and then it's just something's happened. I don't know what, but again, I don't suspect we'll see much of. Will we see much of Willock until the end of the season? I don't know. No, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him again. Not not in terms of like if it's necessarily going to write him out, but say it's like four or five weeks, which I've heard is about four weeks he's out. If we get two wins in that point, what's the point of throwing him in? Like give him a mm. proper pre-season. Yeah. We might need him, but 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 no. But if we get not... the wins first before yeah. he's back. He's it's not it's a precautionary four weeks. He's it, I, what I read is he's not um he's not like he's torn his hamstring or anything like that. They're just taking precaution because he felt like his tightness and stuff. So again, it's just worrying, isn't it? Slightly. Maybe yeah. we need to get like Ethan Laird on the phone to old Ten Hag and find out where he sent Sancho because he went off, didn't he, for um to go yeah. see people and he's come yeah. back on like absolutely flying. So maybe with Chrissy Willick could go and see a specialist somewhere. About like that was like psychology stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. Maybe that's he, what he needs. Go get his head right and then come back. Ethan Led's another one. He really frustrates me. He falls into the he's starting to fall into the Tyler Roberts category of like getting injured and going off all the time and his form is just terrible. He looks like I'm not saying he's got an attitude problem, but it looks like he gets frustrated in games really quickly and it impacts his game a lot. Yeah. Um but that that seems to be just running through the team, doesn't it? Like I d I don't know. He's got a big job on his hand, hasn't he? I mean, like, even when you look at the team that he can pick on Saturday, we all we already pretty much know the team, don't we? Like, he's got no options unless he wants to throw in a youngster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we saw the back four will be the same back four, won't it? That, that, that 
that, that it was um, last couple of games. Was well, led back? I don't, I don't know. Is he, ah, he was, he's just a doubt. Yeah, he's a doubt. Well, I saw him in the inside training. He was in his tracksuit, not training or anything, just talking with him. Who was it? Was it him? Who else? Tyler Roberts and um, Clark Salter. They were just, they were all in their tracksuits just chatting to Gareth. So it doesn't look like they're going to be back. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he tries something, something different. Um, but I wouldn't, yeah, like you say, the, the 11, there's like maybe 12 available players. Yeah. Um, who Steph are good enough. Right. That, that's the worry, isn't it? Our bench at the weekend was awful. Oh. Like we haven't, like we're like you haven't got anyone that's going to come off the bench to like affect the game in like a positive way, or even kind of shore it up if we have got like a somehow got a one 0 win like lead going on. Yeah, but these youngsters, right? People will say that having youngsters on the bench is good, right? Because it's like academy players. But there's like if they're not ready to put them on the bench, then that doesn't do them any favors. Sticking them in, the, sticking them on the pitch when we haven't won in fifteen games, you know possibly in a relegation battle, 3-0 down, that doesn't benefit anyone's development, right? So, uh, no. I mean, and it's a necessity rather than quality. It's not like they're ready to be on the bench. They're there because they have to be because we've got no one else. Um, uh, I think there is there is value in having like one or two now and again on the bench because it helps their transition into the first team because it's like being around the match day squads. Like, I don't know. There, there is value, but like you say... They've got to be ready though. Now, now got, isn't they, the time. They've got to be ready as well because... You you don't get many opportunities to come on and make an make an impression, do you? Like if you come on and you're terrible, and I don't know, it just doesn't help, does it? Where's that's Armstrong what I mean. You know, well? Rashford. Like, remember how he broke onto the scene? Like, no one was. It wasn't because he got started over the other striker. Whatever. There was like no, no two injuries, and then in the warm up, the other striker got injured. Sometimes it just takes, like, just to be thrown in and take your chance. But I don't honestly don't know how good oh, these okay. youngsters are. Like. So if we've got someone like Rashford in the academy, we need to be getting him in the first team. Don't yeah, we? I, I know, I know, but like, I don't. Think, there wasn't there wasn't massive hype around him. If you, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know what you mean. I don't know yeah, what we haven't mean. quite got a, a Rashford chilling in the academy. <laughs> It'd be nice to see a bit of passion on the sideline as well, though, won't it? Someone yeah. who's going to be up and like you know getting the crowd going and stuff. That's what I'm looking forward to because both Bill and Critchley are very sort of static. I know it doesn't really matter, but it isn't. It gets everyone going, doesn't it? I think yeah. when you've got someone on the sidelines like kicking every ball with you, or you know, trying to change games as they're happening and looking like yeah. they are anyway, because um, it felt very much like Critchley was just watching games go by sometimes. Yeah, the subs were horrible. Oh yeah, you could think as you know with Ainsworth, it's going to hurt him if we concede, if we lose. He's gonna be like he's gonna be hurting. So there will be even if we do lose against Blackburn, I think there would be a could be like a response in the next game. So I feel like he's not gonna let those kind of results like go easy. Yeah. Well, I think maybe Critchley kind of he just didn't have that in him to get players bounced back. Yeah, I can see I can see us winning at the weekend, mate. I can feel it. I can feel <laughs> it. They're gonna be even without a manager, the players are gonna already have a bounce because Critchley's gone, and. I think that Ainsworth's going to get the extra yard out of him. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. feeling confident. And again, like the crowd's going to be massively behind him. The crowd's going to be like, I think it's going to be decent on Saturday. The crowd, yeah. And it wasn't going to be if the Critchley hadn't gone, or even if we had no manager in. I still feel the like the process and stuff would have happened, and that would have affected the players. So, 
I'm a bit more positive about the weekend now than I was like last week. It feels nice to be positive for yeah. Saturday, doesn't it? It's been a while. Yeah, I've, I know what you mean, Harry. Yeah, I'm feeling. I'm yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm starting to get into this sort of Gareth Ainsworth fan club. I'm starting. But, I've, the but only worry is it's Blackburn. seen an early goal. Boyard club. <laughs> yeah. You know what's going to happen? That's it. The Boyard Club are going to beat them. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> what do we? What? What do we think then? Score wise, do we think if we all we all reckon a win? Two nil Rangers, mate. Two nil. Two, two one. I think the twelfth man's going to get the goal. <laughs> the crowd's going to make all the difference. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, you know, as much as I'd like to say he'll get a win in this first game, I, I honestly, I, I just, I just take a point, mate. I'm fed up with draws, <laughs> but at this point, you know, oh, we're 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 poly at home, aren't we? So, yes, I'll take that's a what point, but yeah, that's that's a good point, Ollie. That, that's that's really he needs to sort out, right? Is that we just need to get more, win more games at home, like literally. Yeah. I don't even know when the last time we when was it. Was it October, was it? Yeah. Wigan, was it? Wigan was that way. Yeah, that was at home, Wigan. Uh, it yeah, was, it was, was October, game. wasn't it? Yeah. The start of October. I mean, that is absolutely <laughs> crazy. You think I we're mean, in March? We have had a little break, so you, like that's slightly out of context, isn't it, with the World Cup? But yeah, it's still yeah, a, long a lot time. of games ago, though. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of games have been and gone, yeah. Yeah, but I think that just quickly to end on in the summer, there's got, there's got to be during whatever happens... There needs to be some change at the club at the top. Something needs to change. Is is that fair? Do you think that will happen? Yeah. Can you can you see Les or Lee stepping aside possibly, or or some sort of board movement? I I um I heard someone say the other day that if this if this appointment is an appointment made by Les, it is squeaky bum time if it doesn't go right, because that would be three managers that he's picked that have all ended badly. Yeah. Um, so I think if we go down, which I don't think we will, then we might see some changes at the top. But for me, I'm more worried about the players that we're losing and, and, and who we're going to bring in. To be honest, that's my focus at the moment. Yeah. A couple of, but is there going to be who are we losing? Who's going to who's going to buy the players? Oh, mate, I'll just release Amalainen for a start. Owens. <laughs> all, all these youngsters that are 25, 26 that are still playing the under-23s and going out on loan, ship them off. Thing is, as, and as well, we're losing the loan players again. Like We are using the loan system to the absolute max, and that's not sustainable. Yeah. We need to have like loan players that are coming in that are like squad players to give quality, yeah. not to be coming in because we haven't got anyone else in that position. So we like if like depending on what league we're in, I don't think we're going to go down, but I feel like Ainsworth needs to be given some funds to try and rebuild the squad and get in some crew. Like we need another striker desperately, yeah. that's not alone. So we've got Very a massive. I think it's going to be a massive job on his hands in the summer. Yeah, yeah. But, do we think, yeah. think Linda Dykes will be back before? Will he be back soon? In training, isn't he? He's training, yeah. isn't he? But a few weeks. Month, there's no point. There's no point trying to throw him in. It's like we're not realistically going to get relegated. Like I can't can't see us not winning another game. We're going to pick up some points, aren't we? Yeah. I think we've got enough oh. about us to not go down. 
under Critchley, I might have been different, but I feel like with Ainsworth, we've got enough now. I think he'll get us the extra points. Yeah. We need, Jamal, Jamal Lowe needs to get going. He needs to, we need to, because like, oh, oh, I can't remember, I said it in one of the last pods, I can't remember, but he, on the last two games, he's picked up this bug, hasn't he? And he's just stopped running. Like he, in the first two games, this, like when he signed, he was just running everywhere. He was lightning, he was getting in behind, yeah. he was hassling, he was shouting at refs, shouting at players. The, the, what I saw in the last two games was uh, him just, do you know what I mean? Just pretty yeah. much not giving up, but very lazy, picking up this this sort of bug that the team has got with the attitude. So I think hey, Gareth's got to get something out of, just got to get something out of Jamal Lowe quickly. That'll come, yeah. Well, on, a, on, a pos- on a positive though, Chris Martin's done all right since he's come in. I was yeah. a bit apprehensive about it as a sign-in, but to be fair, he's, I think he's, going to be what we need for the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. He's putting something he is what he says on the tin. He yeah. is, do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, um, he's okay, isn't he? He'll score a few, won't he? But he certainly isn't the answer, <laughs> is he? Up there. Yeah, but that's what we need for the rest of the season, though, isn't it? Like, that's yeah. why he's on that six-month six deal. Help us get the goals we need. And it'll, it'll go in the summer. I can't see him staying on. Yeah. Yeah, i tell you what, he's like, he's properly playing... For a wage, like I know he probably won't yeah. get another deal with us, but you know he, he's playing for another contract at another club, and uh, some of these players have got a nice secure future, and you you can see that they're not like I think I think that does play a um, play a part. Like he's he'll have the real hunger to impress in his time here. So yeah, yeah, he's, he's been better than I thought he would be. All right, then, lads. Well, we'll leave it there. Let's um, let's hope we can get a result on Saturday. Like like you said, I think the place would be a much more um, happier and better Loftus Road than it would have been had you know Critchley not been involved. Or actually, even if there was no manager or a different manager, I think we'll have that bounce. We just need to get that early goal, don't we? But um, yeah. but great. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining, and um, we'll be back next week at the Oz. Yours. Yours. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.